We are grateful to God for this special day today. Deacon Tyler is a deacon. It's his last day of diaconate. And tomorrow morning, he will be ordained a priest, God willing, obviously. We place everything into his hands. The second aspect is that tonight at 8 o'clock, which is today is the first Friday, and Deacon Tyler will give his reflection. He will lead the first Friday celebration at 8, 8 p.m. Tomorrow, as you know, is first Saturday, and we will not have the regular 11 o'clock for Saturday devotions, but it will be moved to the eight o'clock in the evening because we're gonna have ordination. So, so the ordination will take place at 9 a.m. live stream mass. We're very grateful to God for that. And if many of you already know Stephen Castellano, who's here with us, he will be also uh, staying for a couple more weeks and then we're moving to the parish. So we're grateful to God for, for all these extra things. But today, uh, we honor someone special, St. Therese. But before we speak about St. Therese, we uh, would like to just briefly reflect on the, on the first reading today uh, from Barak. There's a powerful events that took place, powerful events that took place in the life of the people of God. As you know, is the um, being rescued from famine by Joseph. We have moving to, uh, to Egypt subsequently. In Egypt, the people of God, the Hebrews, who became slaves, God rescues them from slavery takes him through 40 years of journey in a desert, forms their hearts, informs them as to who he is, the God who cares, who takes care of them. He forms their hearts. And so finally, Moses leads them into the promised land. Actually, it's Joshua who goes because Moses dies before he enters the promised land. And then what we have is the formation of the people through the judges, King David, Solomon, all the way to 600 BC before Christ. But during the period of time before the Babylonian exile, there's a, there's a long period of struggle, fidelity and infidelity, long years of struggle people who on one hand want to be good, and yet at the same time, uh, not just their leadership, but also themselves are falling into idolatries of all various kind. And eventually what they do is they lose, lose their, their country, lose their, lose their uh, freedom, and they become exiles. Again, Babylonian exile. And they, they are there for 70 years for some, 40 years for others. And so they're there. And as you know, we have read, you know, the prayer, beautiful prayer by Zechariah, where he admits to God, you know how unfaithful we are, but we are grateful to you for asking us. Then we read the, you know, the readings from Ezra and Nehemiah. And, uh, and again, there's a struggle to 
say yes to God. Like yesterday, we have read the readings from Nehemiah, how they rededicated themselves and how they read the book of Deuteronomy saying, yes, we wish to be faithful. We wish to be there. And today we begin again a reading from another another reading, which was which is from another prophet. And he recalls again that very famous, famous words and, and going back again, that during the Babylonian captivity, the exiles prayed, Lord, you are a God of love. You are a God of justice. We have transgressed. We have not heeded your voice. We have not listened to you. We have been disobedient. And, and then the old evils and curse that the Lord enjoined him upon Moses because he said, if you're not faithful, then you, you will not be protected. You will have to experience the consequences of your own sins. And so what we have here again from today, from Barak, is this that the, the, we, we realize what has happened to us. And so we did not heed the voice of the Lord, but now we wish to turn back and we wish to remain faithful to you. We see that struggle because in each one of our lives, we see how many times, you know, sometimes the parents tell me about their children. They started so well, and then they kind of lost faith along the way whether it's in college or wherever they may be, they begin to doubt, begin to question, and then they chose other things to follow, uh, dis disregarding the gift of their faith, or at least being so undermined that they no longer practice their faith. It happens to all of us, and this is why from the Old Testament, as we read the readings, they're always encouraging us, don't be afraid, turn back to God. He was always there. He was merciful. And so what we have here today is that, that reading from the Old Testament, again, reminding us that it, was, it wasn't just the chosen people. We are the chosen people who are often enough, often enough, we're not as faithful. We could be more faithful. We lose perspective. We experience difficulties. We sort of kind of feel um, upset with God that the Lord has not protected us or protected our families. And yet we know that the Lord is preparing us for eternity with him. This is a transition. And the only thing that he asks of us is that we will place our confidence in him, that we will trust in him, that no matter what happens to us, that we will be able to, to say yes. And we have this beautiful example today of someone who underwent many, many difficulties, St. Therese. We see her as an incredible soul, that having that childlike confidence in God, but we forget that she went through many, many difficulties. You know, the, uh, you know, she herself, you know, losing her mom at an early age uh, as a child. Then, you know, having her sister, older sister, become like her mother to her. Uh, she, uh, again, her older sister joined the Carmelites. She felt like she lost her mother at the second time. She experienced, as she calls, this great darkness, darkness in, in her faith. But there is also along the way, not only the difficulties which she had to endure, and we know that subsequently when she was older, she went through dark nights of the soul. She went through all kinds of turmoil. She went through the through sickness. She had tuberculosis. She died at the age of 24. And so we would have to say that there were many, many difficulties along the way. And yet as she, she says uh, very clearly, there are moments of grace, profound moments of grace, 
one of the extraordinary graces she received was during First Holy Communion, where she felt close to the Lord. She was well prepared. She was well prepared that this is truly Jesus who comes to her. She believed and trusted. And so she entered into this type of relationship with the Lord. She wanted to be always close to him. She wanted to be a saint. She wanted to say, Lord, you, you are everything for me. I want to be always united to you. Um, who prepared her for that first communion? Yes, the priest, but also her father. As you know, her father and mother became saints, were canonized. Why? They prepared their children well. Sometimes we, we as people, sometimes we rely on catechists or those religious instructions, people to tell, you know, that, you know, who Jesus is, how to, to be prepared for First Communion. But we ourselves, we have to just like, like the parents or father of St. Therese prepared it so well for that special time. Because you know, that is, is of extraordinary importance. If a child realizes that this is Jesus, this is truly the Lord who comes, and that he wants us to be close to him, to be in relationship with him, then what happens to us is we are nourished throughout our life. Every time we, we, uh, we celebrate or we receive him, we know that he's real. Once again, who prepared her to know what prayer is? I believe that it is that first communion as well, because she says, what is prayer to me? I look at him and he looks at me. I look at him and he looks at me. That means she is in the presence of God. So whatever happens, whatever words we use, whatever, however we share with the Lord, is a very fundamental fundamental difference is this personal relationship with the Lord. I am sitting in front of him. He looks at me. I look at him. I mean, what else can we say? Isn't this what prayer is? Sometimes we, yes, there's a variety of forms of prayer where we have meditative readings. You know, we have the Lectio Divina where we actually enter into dialogue with the Lord you know, reading scripture, or we can have a intercessory prayer where we pray for other people. We can have this meditative prayer, the rosary, which is meditating on the scriptures of the mysteries of our faith. We can have a variety of prayer, you know, which may be not only that, it could be a persevering prayer where we do novena for nine days, or perhaps even novena for 33 days. Uh, these are persevering prayer. So we can have that. We can also have, you know, prayers of, of doing penance for each other. Uh, we offer our, our prayer on behalf of others because we wish them to receive special types of graces. But ultimately, whatever form of prayer it is, it is a real dialogue. It is the dialogue of the soul with the, with the, with the loving God who is present to us. And that is, you know, the prayer. He looks at me. I look at him. Now... St. Therese, despite the difficulties, she had an incredible confidence in him. She was very trusting. And, you know, and sometimes I feel that she was quite, quite, um, maybe perhaps even, even brilliant in her reflections. She said, Lord, he says, I want to be a saint, but 
I don't, I'm not able to be like Saint Ignatius, powerful, strong. I'm not able to be like Saint, Saint, Saint Augustine or Saint Francis. None of those things qualify me to be a saint. I'm, I'm just too, too simple in my heart. I'm too weak. I'm not able to do anything. I don't have the strength of the others. And, 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 and so she says, yes, but I want you to make me a saint. I want you to be someone who takes care of me in such a way where you take care and, and I will be able to be faithful to you and then you will make me a saint. And she, she has this comparison, very interesting comparison. He says, I may not be able to, to walk up many flights of steps, of stairs, because I'm not strong enough. But I know that in, in, in many places in the cities, they have elevators and that elevator will take you whatever floor you need to go, even if it's a hundredth floor. And he says, I know that I'm going to ask you to be my elevator. You can elevate me to any floor you wish, elevate to any level of sanctity you wish. And of course we have this, this, this gift that God has given, given uh, to her. And this is the path by which we know her as the, as the path of, of uh, childlike trust in God. Not only that book, the, uh, the story of a soul, uh, was able to influence so many people for, for, for generations, but it can also be a great book for us today because we need this childlike trust. Because on, on one hand, yes, we may be strong. On one hand, we may be wise. And, and in many ways, we may be very prudent. But nonetheless, walking the path of salvation, walking the path of holiness is something that we are not able to do ourselves. It has to be always done with the grace of God because we're not able to either desire, wish. We are, we are not able to, to do so on our own. And so what happens to us is this. If we follow this path of uh, the childlike trust, having that confidence in God, we'll be able to attain great sanctity in short time because it is God who will be guiding and leading us. And if we place ourselves as a child, you know, the, today's gospel we hear of, you know, unless you become like child, you'll not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? because we may be too wise for ourselves and we may choose the wrong things and we won't be able to make it. So because of the, the effect that she had on the church, because of the spirituality of childlike trust, the, the church elevated her to be a doctor of, doctor of a church, to be a doctor, to be someone that we can look up, someone who can instruct us in the ways of true holiness. So may we then today, as we continue the sacred liturgy, um, I, I, you know, uh, I know that there would be much more I could say on Saint Therese, but but as we continue the sacred liturgy, let us turn to our Lord, who comes to us today, that we may, like her, welcome Him into our heart, that we may talk to Him, like a child, to someone who loves us so much that He will grant us the graces that we seek. And is this personal relationship, this deep, intimate relationship with God that, that was manifested in her heart, that it also be manifested in us, especially in the Eucharist here. May, may our communion today will be like her holy, first Holy Communion, where she says, Lord, I want to be always close to you. I want to always be there uh, with you, and I want you to be with me. 
and that was her, her life. May, may the Lord grant us this grace. And may we today reaffirm our faith, our love for him, and follow in the childlike trust so that we may attain salvation. She, uh, uh, St. Therese, as well as Faustina, had the same type of approach in, her, in their spiritual life. May we have that confidence in God, asking them to intercede for us, to deepen our trust, to deepen our holiness through a profound relationship of love. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.